Welcome to the Simple Money, Simple Life podcast. I am Matt Erickson, and I'm your host. This is a podcast where we explore how simplicity beats complexity, especially in money matters. We explore investing, personal finance, and how to live a simple and awesome life. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode 72 titled How to Never Get Scammed. Hope all is well for each of you listening and you're having a great day. And I'm excited to talk with you about getting scammed. I think we all know people who have been the victim of scams or maybe we ourselves have been scammed by someone. And so I'm looking forward to just spending a few minutes reviewing a few of these so that you, my listeners, might be aware of what to watch for and maybe even what to do uh, when a scammer comes along. And there's so many different forms of scamming that I'm only going to be able to cover a few of them, but I'll try to hit some of the more common ones that we're seeing nowadays. A lot of scams happen via text, email, and phone. So those are some ways to kind of, some things to be watching for. So one of the first ones I hear a lot about are IRS scams. Now keep in mind the IRS is not going to call you. They will do all of their correspondence through the mail. And so they're not going to call you and say that you're late on your taxes and that you need to pay right away. If you get a call like this and they're asking for your routing number and your account number, you are getting scammed. The IRS will not call you and harass you to get payment. So if someone's doing that, know that it's a scam and that it's not truly the IRS calling to collect their tax bill. Another one that's pretty common, I've seen this happen and had some friends actually fall prey to this one is the gift card scam. So an email will go out and they will pose as your boss. Uh, When I was a boss, people, scammers would use my email and my name to try to do this. So what they'll do is they'll send an email out to your team, people on your team and say, hey, uh, please keep this a secret, but I want to do a surprise for the employees. And so what I need you to do is go out and buy twenty hundred dollar gift cards to walmart and so basically then the person will go buy those gift cards and then the scammer will find a way to get those gift card numbers from the person who bought them Uh, i've seen this happen before luckily when it happened to someone i knew after they bought the gift cards uh, someone caught it and so the scammer never did get the gift cards but uh, we did Uh, the gift cards were bought and it almost worked. So that is a pretty common one. Another one that's pretty common is the grandkid scam where someone will call and they will basically call older people and they will pose as your grandchild and act like they're in jail or that they've been fined and need some immediate help and some immediate money. Maybe they've been in a car accident. And so a lot of elderly people fall prey to this one, especially those with a whole bunch of grandkids who could be posing, uh, these scammers poses the grandkids. So if you're an older person listening to this podcast, be careful with the grandkid scam. If you get a call that says it's your grandkid and they're in a whole bunch of trouble, uh, hang up on them right away because 99.9% chance you don't have a grandkid that's in trouble. It's a scam. Another one that's pretty common right now is the Amazon scam. They will send you bogus receipts saying you bought something and then try to get you to call them back and say, wait a minute, I didn't buy this. And so they'll say, oh, okay, 
uh, we will refund that $500 back into your account, give us your account number, and then sometimes they will even ask for screenshots or screen sharing of your bank information on your computer and scam you that way. Sometimes what they'll do is they will refund the money on a screen that looks like they're refunding it, and they'll put an extra O on the end and say, hey, um, you must have put in the wrong amount. We accidentally paid you an extra, you know, instead of 500, 5,000, so you need to wire us $4,500 so that we're even. And so some people will fall prey to that one. There's tons of emails coming out from companies like Walmart and Amazon that look like they're from Walmart and Amazon, but they're really not. So if you get, like on my email account, I get a bunch of emails like that. I just have it filtered. I flag it so it goes directly into my junk folder and then I just delete it. So there's a lot of those kind of scams going around. Uh, just keep in mind that oftentimes scams come in the form of emails or texts. And so if you get a random text or email from someone you don't know and there's a link in it and it's asking you to click on that link and it has some weird combinations of numbers that don't look natural or normal, do not click on that link, delete the email, delete the text, and then block them. You can block people from calling you and texting you and you can also block people from emailing you. So there's another one about like tax refund scams. And I don't know a lot, of a lot about this one, but I know that sometimes people will pose as the IRS again and want to give you a refund over the phone. But basically it's just a tactic to try to get your bank account information and possibly your social security numbers so that they can uh, empty your account. Uh, there's a lot of uh, scam work from home offers. So any time you see a ad or a sign or saying that you're gonna make all this money working from home, be very vigilant. Do not fall for that. Typically, any kind of a new job offer that asks you to pay them first to get started, be very, very leery of those like training fees or you have to put this much in to get started fees. It's typically bogus and they will just take your money and run after you have paid them the upfront fee. Um, I've also seen this next one I'm gonna talk about. It's the online dating hoaxes. And believe it or not, I've seen people fall prey to this one too, the whole Nigerian prince thing. I saw a poor woman fall prey to that. Went on for months and months. Uh, she wired him all kinds of money and uh, then it took kind of being metaphorically beaten over the head before she finally realized it was a scam after she had sent him a bunch of money. And so what they will do is they will try to reach out to you by email, social media, phone, uh, text, and try to build a relationship of trust with you and pose as someone they are not, often sharing pictures that aren't even of them. And once they feel like they have developed a relationship of trust with you, they will ask you to uh, help buy them an airline ticket so they can come and see you or buy a gift card or wire them some money. So if you're dating anyone online and they ask you for money, you're probably getting scammed. A lot of people fall for this because the romantic interest and the trust that this person's built up with them clouds their judgment. And when love is in the air, sometimes all reason flees. So please be aware of that and know that over $547 million 
was sent to people during these online or dating hoaxes that weren't real. So a lot of money is getting sent out to these scammers who are taking advantage of people. Another one that's all very common, I've also had someone I know, I'm trying not to mention any names because I don't want to make anyone feel bad who has been scammed because it's an awful feeling and it just feels like you've been really taken advantage of and no one likes that feeling. But another big one is bogus tech support. So you'll be on your computer, you'll get a pop-up or an email saying, hey, you have malware on your computer, click on this to have it cleaned off. And then someone might start popping up in the chat box about, okay, this is what you need to do. It'll cost you this much for us to remotely clean your computer. Um, that is a scam. Do not ever fall for that. Uh, there are some government imposters, debt collector imposters. Uh, one of my favorites that's about as stupid as ever, but some people fall for this one too, is you're going to be arrested if you don't do dot, dot, dot. So if you have a clean record and you have nothing to hide from and you get a call or an email saying you're going to be arrested if you don't follow certain protocols, know that it is a scam. Uh, sometimes there are also retail scams where they will pose as companies and if the price that they're offering on a good or a service seems too good to be true, it probably is. Do not fall for that. That is what's called a retail scam. So and in some of these situations where you're getting calls through the phone, please take the extra five seconds it takes to block that caller. There's also, um, I'm not into cryptocurrency speculation or gambling, but a lot of people are right now. A lot of the younger folks in the world are, they call it investing. I call it gambling on cryptocurrency because there's no inherent value. It's a currency. So it's just a gamble or a speculation. But there's a lot of worthless cryptocurrency that's being sold right now. And that's another scam that's going on. Another one that's common, especially after a natural disaster in an area is where they, the scammers will prey on the sympathies of people who pose as people who are helping the victims of natural disaster. So a lot of people fall for this one because they want to help those people who have been in a natural disaster and then send money to these scammers that go do not go anywhere to help the people who have been the victim of a natural disaster. Now, sometimes uh, people during these scams will ask you to confirm your personal information to get something. So if someone's doing that over the phone or email, don't give them that. Don't give them your address. Don't give them the, your social security number. Don't give them your bank account routing number or anything like that. Now, if you're calling someone or making an online purchase with a reputable source, a reputable site, and you're choosing to share that with someone, that's a different story. I've done that many times with places that I know are legitimate businesses and that I'm reaching out to them to provide that information. Uh, so you've probably heard the term phishing scams. That's P-H, not F. And that's just when people when you get an email with a link in it or a text with a link in it trying to infect your computer or uh, be able to access your personal information. There's also loan, um, There's also scams around trying to improve your health. And so there's a lot of bogus products being made that are not really legit that are being sold to help promote health. And there's also some student loan scams going on right now. So some people ask, why do so many of the scammers 
seem to be from India. And this is in no, this is not a statement against the Indian people or the country of India. I think they are very lovely people, but it is interesting coincidence or not even a coincidence, but it's interesting that so many seem to be from India. And the reason for that, that I, I could come up with kind of thinking about it is India has 1.3 billion people in it. So 15% of the world population is basically in India. So just numbers wise, there's a lot of people there. And it's the largest English speaking population in the world in India. Um, also, there's a lot of these scam centers in Pakistan and Bangladesh, which have similar accents as India. And so India basically has the cheapest English speaking labor market in the world. They have high poverty rates, little law enforcement or governance to regulate such things. And so that is my theory on why a lot of these scams originate in India. So just want to talk about a couple tools to consider and to keep in mind to avoid getting scammed. Uh, the people I've known, a handful of people who have been victim of these kind of scams, and it's just an awful feeling. You don't, especially if you lose money, it just feels terrible. It feels violating. And so I don't want any of you to be victims of these scams. So just a couple things to keep in mind. Number one, the most important one is trust your instincts. If something feels off about what you're doing, just don't do it. Just wait, uh, talk to someone, especially if you're not very sophisticated with the internet or you're just worried and not really knowing if it's a scam, just wait, ask someone that you know that knows more about it and ask them if it's legit or not before you allow anyone to have access into your computer or your financial files or anything else. I think it's wise to not answer unknown phone calls and and block them if you know, like if you pick up the phone and there's a pause, generally it's a telemarketer or a scammer and so you can easily block those calls. Uh, the third uh, tip is to do not click on the link. If you see a link that looks fishy, it probably is fishy. Don't click on it. Don't let your curiosity get the best of you. Do not click on that link. Uh, number four is never send money uh, to something that doesn't seem legitimate or someone who you haven't seen. Never send money to strangers. Number five, if it feels fishy, it is. So again, it kind of goes back to trust your instincts. If something feels off about this, it probably is off. And number six is be very cautious with your credit card number and your bank routing number, your bank account number. And so if someone's asking for that and they initiated it, do not, in most cases, do not give that to them. It's someone trying to take your money and scam you. I hope this has been helpful to have you, I don't mean to be an alarmist, but there are just so many people looking for money um, and looking to take advantage of more naive people or unaware people that are willing to fall prey to these things. And it's not their fault typically, they're not trying to be taken advantage of, it just happens. And so I want you to be well aware that these are possibilities so that you aren't one of these people who falls victim to these clowns who are That will be all for today's episode. You can email me if you have questions that you'd like answered on the show at simplemoney529 at gmail.com. And also please leave a review and follow the show on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify. And remember, the simple life is a good life. Thank you.